The Torah content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Hello, I am Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoic Jew podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Uh, today's reading is from Epictetus's uh, The Enchiridion, or The Handbook, chapters three and four. Uh, and we are taking a brief break from Marcus Aurelius because I had an incident come up in real life, uh, which... Um, uh, in for which I utilized or wanted to utilize my uh, my stoic uh, toolkit and so I thought it'd be it'd be a good idea to just walk you through the the thought process so before we even read the excerpt let me tell you what happened so I have a um, uh, a Subaru uh, legacy uh, I got it in 2015 I think um, and uh, I like it or I guess the the real phrase is you're supposed to say I love my Subaru, right? That was the the motto. So um, I was leaving Lomdeha where I teach in the mornings um, two days ago, and I um, it's a kind of a narrow um, a narrow passage uh, from the Lomdeha parking lot onto this this like side street onto one of the main streets, and there was a car sitting there. Uh, with someone in it. And I thought to myself, okay, I can squeeze through the narrow spot between where this car is parked uh, and I could get the angle right and then like sneak my way out and not have to wait until this car moves or ask this car to move. So uh, I tried it and I'm usually pretty good with that kind of thing with judging uh, distance and stuff. But uh, I misjudged this time and I ran over uh, a the curb and tore the front plasticky thing on my car. I'm, I'm so not a car person. I don't know. Uh, I don't really know what to call it. I think it's a shield or something like that. Uh, it tore. Uh, I, I noticed this when I got out of the car and just examined it. And also from the horrible sound that it made when I, when I drove past it and like it tore a, a little bit. Okay. And it kind of popped part of the shield thingy off of the front of the car. Okay. Um, and as far as I can tell, there's no like, you know, uh, no functional damage uh, that was done to the car. Uh, it's mostly aesthetic. OK, so uh, in that context. Oh, so the, obviously I was I was upset about it because like I clearly made a misjudgment. And now this is something that is I'm just going to have to live with because I'm not going to pay to have this thing replaced. And uh, I don't think my I suspect my insurance won't cover it. Uh, and like and there's no real need to, to you know, to, to pay for it. So um as uh, I was thinking about this, so then these two passages from Epictetus's Enchiridion came to mind. And just just to know, because we haven't really done that much Epictetus here, um, other than excerpts from the handbook. So Epictetus was the first Stoic um, thinker that I encountered. Uh, and his main work is the Discourses. Uh, and that these it's a series of uh, of notes on, on like, uh, I don't even want to call them lectures. It was more like after- after sheer, like, uh, you know, uh, talks that that Epictetus had with his students after his lectures were done. And one of his students named uh, Arian uh, wrote down the discourses. Um, and the handbook is something else. The Enchiridion is a handbook, which basically is taking all of these um, principles and distilling them into kind of like a practical, quick guide. It's like the Kitzur Shulchan Aruch of Epictetus' teachings. Okay, so he says like this. Uh, and I didn't realize that these two excerpts are uh, are next to each other. And also, I want to, uh, for full disclosure here, I'm deliberately omitting the last part of paragraph three for pedagogical reasons. If you're curious, you can look up what the last part of paragraph three says. So paragraphs three and four. 
With respect to any of those things which you find attractive or useful or have a fondness for, recall to mind what kind of thing it is, beginning with the most trifling. So if you are fond of an earthenware pot, say, I am fond of an earthenware pot, then you will not be upset if it gets broken. When you're about to undertake some task, remind yourself what sort of, t- of business it is. If you are going out to bathe, bring to mind what happens at the baths. There will be those who splash you, those who will jostle you, some will be abusive to you, and others will steal from you. And thus you will undertake the affair more securely if you say to yourself from the start, I wish to take a bath, but also to keep my moral character in accordance with nature. Do likewise for every undertaking. For thus, if anything should happen that interferes with your bathing, be ready to say, oh well, it was not only this that I wanted, but also to keep my moral character in accordance with nature, and I cannot do that if I'm irritated by things that happen. So, um... Just to summarize here, my this is uh, my own summary here. So the earthenware pot thing is reminding yourself of what kind of thing this is, okay? And reminding it, reminding yourself periodically, uh, and this is an earthenware pot. Earthen, earthenware pots do break. So if you prepare adequately by reminding yourself about uh, the fact that this is an earthenware pot and is subject to breaking, so then if it does break, you won't be upset. Uh, I mean, you will have you will you prefer to for it not to have broken, but you won't be upset as though something unexpected happened because you've been preparing for it. You know, um, and same thing when you do any activity, think to yourself, um, what type of activity is is this, and what happens in these types of activities. And, and if you prepare yourself for that eventual, these eventualities, and you also remind yourself that I want to keep my moral character in line with nature or my will in line with reality or my mind in line with, with objective, uh, truth, you know, so then, uh, you'll, um, you won't be upset by these things that happen. So the first time I actually invoked this principle about my Subaru was, I think it must've been like a week after I got my Subaru, and this was when I was teaching at uh, at Shalhevet, and Shalhevet shares a building, you know, or shared a building with uh, Temple Hillel, uh, and Temple Hillel uh, during the week uh, hosted lots of events for senior citizens. And not to um, be ageist here, uh, I'm speaking factually, okay. Lots of the senior citizens who showed up to these events were not good drivers. And this was evidenced by the fact that there are always cars parked in the parking lot that were crooked or that were taking up two spots or that were angled weird, you know, like in, in you know, not fully parked uh, into the parking spot. So I think a week after I got my new Subaru, I saw a giant scratch on the side, you know, and I, I guess it was probably one of these uh, senior citizens who uh, was not mindful or not careful and uh, and pulled out or pulled into the parking spot and scratched my car, you know. And again, I, I don't care so much about cars, but it was a little annoying of like having this like pristine new car. And now there's this giant scratch on the side, you know. And that was the first time I thought about this this paragraph in uh, in, you know, in uh, the first paragraph in Epictetus. I was thinking to myself, OK, what is this thing? It's a car. And what happens to cars over time? They get scratched. Okay, unless you don't drive your car. I mean, that's the other option is don't drive your car uh, or get it like, you know, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's any way to like prevent a car from getting scratched. And I was almost relieved because I was like, okay, good. Now the pristine nature of the car has been uh, has been, you know, ruined. So I don't have to worry about that anymore. You know, like the car is no longer perfect, you know. And, uh, and, and this is a thing that happens to cars, earthenware pots break and cars get scratched. And, and, and this morning or not, sorry, not this morning, the, 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 the day that this, um, 
uh, this thing happened with my Subaru, uh, uh, with the, uh, the, the shield being ripped. Okay. This is yet another one of these things. I mean, like people, like even with myself, people make mistakes when they drive, they make slight miscalculations. Uh, and, um, and the car gets damaged. And, and again, I'm thankful for the fact that it's not even like, it's not like it got into an accident. It's not like it impaired the functioning of the car. And even if it did, I could still apply the same principle that this is what happens with cars. And what did I expect to happen? Did I expect to never make a miscalculation in driving? Did I expect for my car to never get any other, like, you know, uh, quote unquote injury here? Um, and then the, the second paragraph, um, or paragraph four, I guess, is what came in next is what do I want here? Do I want to keep my, uh, do I want to allow myself to be upset by things like this, or do I want to keep my moral character in line with, uh, with nature, you know? And it, it's a, it's a no brainer here. I mean, like I could choose to be upset by this thing, uh, or I could just say, okay, yeah, this is, these are, this is something that happens to cars and then move on with my life, you know? And because I had practiced this way of thinking a lot, then it was, uh, it was much easier for me to do this. And this is something I want to bring up in general about stoicism. And I say this all the time in Mishle is like, you can't summon these types of perspectives and have them just work their magic, um, on demand, you know, but if you practice these types of thinking in the small things in life, then it will prepare you for when bigger things happen. Uh, and I, I can, at this point in my life, I can testify about this in regards to Mishle and Stoicism, that this definitely does work, is that by practicing this in the day-to-day -day things like getting your shield thingy ripped by your own incompetence, uh, then you can, um, you can better um, prepare yourself for when the big things happen. Um, so hold on just one second. Uh, just one second here. Uh, yeah, I just trying to see if there's any other thing I wanted to say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's about it for now. So that's it for today's episode. Uh, if you've gained from what you've learned here today and you would like to support my production of even more Torah content, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Uh, link is in the description. Thank you to my listeners for listening and thank you to my patrons for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone. And just a heads up about the next couple episodes. Tomorrow, I would like to also take a break from Aurelius and do uh, a Seneca Hanukkah. <laughs> okay, um, uh, just some thoughts from one of Seneca's letters about uh, which I'm gonna apply to Hanukkah. And then I have off on uh, from Lomdeha and Yeshiva on Monday and Tuesday. So after after tomorrow's episode on Friday, then I'm taking a, uh, uh, a break until uh, next week, Wednesday. Okay, uh, so have a uh, happy Hanukkah, everyone. and. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll talk tomorrow.